Hello everyone, welcome to Mama Needs Love 2. I'm one of your hosts, Danica. And I'm Leanne. And the topic today is... Who determines your worth? Now, I brought this topic to the forefront, or I wanted to discuss it for a myriad of reasons. A myriad of reasons? I like myriad. I just like the way it sounds. It rolls off the tongue really nicely, and so I felt like that was the appropriate word to use at this moment. Okay, go ahead, Webster's. (laughs) I'll be here all week. No, um... Because in the news, I saw that Monique was suing Netflix. Mm-hmm. Again, did she sue them? Already? No, she didn't sue them. What happened was... She threatened to sue. No. <laughs> what, ha- what had happened was... First of all, I was like, why didn't she do this sooner? But what had happened was they were in negotiations for a special for Monique. Okay. Um, you know, Monique, Queen of Comedy, mm-hmm. Academy Award winner Monique, whatever. So they were in negotiations for her to do a Netflix special. They offered her $500,000. Does it? She said the same thing you said. <laughs> and when she went to counter, they were like, okay, never mind. We're good. That's fine. Thanks. Now, when it hit social media, everybody was divided. Because they're like, Monique hasn't done anything in years so i feel the same way because neither has dave Chappelle or chris rock right she could have hit him with the google me bitch like what okay. right and so <laughs> they were offering them 20 million 40 million dollars right jerry seinfeld who knows how much they gave him um and then they also offer amy schumer of which i have not watched a thing that she's ever been in me either 11 million dollars okay and they offer her five hundred thousand. Five hundred, not even a million. So, when it came out, people were like, "Oh, she should have just took the five hundred thousand dollars and flipped it." But you have to think about the fact that we talk about this a lot now that we're working in the financial industry. When you think of things with a poverty mindset, you're like, "Oh, somebody offered me five hundred thousand dollars, I would take it." Now, of course, me being who I am right now, there's a potential that I could take five hundred thousand dollars. But I don't sing, dance, or tell jokes. Which means if you offer me 500000 I'm probably worth three mil, but okay. Exactly. So I'm not taking it. That's but, what Master P and said. And I can't hold a note, but keep, keep That's going. That's what Master P said when the people offer him a million dollars for no limit. He was like, if they offer me a million, it must be worth 10 times that. Right. So same thing. Like they offered you $500,000, but how much were they going to make on you? First of all, it's Netflix. So the IPO alone is worth how much? You know what? I don't know. Let me look that up and see right now. Yeah, and while you look that up, I'm going to read the definition of value. So the def- according to the Google, as my mama call it, the definition of value is the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. Um, the second definition is a person's principles or standards of behavior. So the regard that something is held to deserve. I regard myself highly, and I'm pretty sure Monique regards herself highly. She wasn't taking 500 Ks. No, and Netflix, according to, to right now, close today, mm-hmm. 4 p.m. Eastern Time, NASDAQ is worth $302.60 per share. Mm-hmm. And you want to offer me 500 racks? So they got it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna need you to come up off more than five hundred thousand dollars. They 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 have it, and so it was basically like that's a slap in the face to her. But I think it also speaks to a larger issue of of being a black woman and how we are undervalued by every entity on the face, even of the ourselves, earth. even ourselves. Yeah, and that was the part that got to me because I think they also may have been in negotiation with Wanda Sykes offer lowball her and offer. She was like, okay, no, they didn't finish the negotiation. She went off. To another network and did her special, and, people and it were, ended up on Netflix anyway, right? I think I saw potentially, yeah, I think on so. Netflix. Yeah, so people were like, "Well, she could have just went to another network," and that is true. Instead, what she did was she um, went to Vegas, did a residency, and she's touring okay. across the country, making her money that way. She doing what she wanted to do, case in point. But okay. But the other thing is just like, when are we going to stop letting other people determine what we're worth? So when now she's suing them. The whole thing with Byron Allen coming out suing Comcast, she followed that up with, okay, you suing Comcast, you you going after a major player. Yeah. Comcast is a big conglomerate. So if he feels the need to sue them, I'm going to turn around and sue Netflix. And I was like, that's what you should have did in the first place instead of calling for a boycott because what I'm not going to do is boycott. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I'm not going to boycott my Netflix because yeah. I don't even pay for cable. So I, I don't have nothing say. else to hold on to. T-Mobile pays for my Netflix, so, uh, right. yeah. But... I feel like the lawsuit is what she should have did in the first place. And I totally agree with that. And as a sidebar, though, like, isn't that sad? I'm kind of like, no, can't get rid of my free entertainment to support this black lady. But it is really sad. But it it isn't. It isn't. Because I feel like if I boycott Netflix, I got to boycott Procter and Gamble. I got to boycott just everything under the sun. Everything under the sun that has ever been produced by (laughs) (laughs) by white people that don't care about black anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we need to start tracing companies all the way through to cotton and the slave trade. So that's a slippery slope. Wouldn't be able to buy man toothpaste, toilet paper, uh, cotton. Don't even get me started with cotton. I'm boycott cotton anyway. So, you know, it, but yeah, I digress. That's just, it's interesting because that's also the mindset of a lot of our people, which is why we don't have the, the, the buying power and the backing rather, not the buying power, but we don't stand behind our own, like other nationalities. Yeah, you, people Jewish have, people, oh. Hispanics. Oh, they would have boycotted. They would have, man, let Netflix me tell you something. Telemundo would have been out of business. Do they would have gave you a special the next day because all them people would have been like, I am taking take, my support right. away. And you the know, shares would have went down. And... That's it. And I think that as black people, though, that speaks to a larger issue of exactly why we cannot get ahead as a people and we're always fighting a singular fight. But Because we don't, but I think it's more about the deserving and the worth who determines your worth you don't feel like you deserve any better or we don't feel like other people deserve any better we always count other people pockets we don't feel like anybody deserves so the other thing that happened that i was just like man y'all killing me twice in one week i just can't take this the whole thing with colin kaepernick so colin kaepernick led the protest of the league because he did not like the racial injustices that were happening with black people in the world yeah they turned him into a martyr and they did turn him into a martyr when he wasn't against the flag. He wasn't against the military. He right. was just against um, police, police brutality. brutality and wanted to bring awareness to that. So fast forward, he still wants to play in the league. He's gotten his settlement for the NFL about how they ousted him, but he still wants to play. So they offered him an opportunity to work out. And the teams, what 32 of the teams will come to see this workout. Mm-hmm. But the stipulations that they put in place were that if he did the workout, 
he would have to hold them harmless and without liability for the past three years. Yes. Hell to the no, no, no. <laughs> That's called the bait and switch. Exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm, we're gonna let you work out, but you gotta hold us harmless for the fact that we've been trying to yeah, oust, we oust you oust and all this other yeah, stuff. No. And so now we're giving you the opportunity to sign this waiver and let us and let bygones be bygones. That is uh that is definitely a colonizer trick. Look, let, let, let me tell you something. And we don't want to seem racist, prejudiced, anything on this show, but we are two black women. And I as a black woman, I'm definitely solid in my blackness and my blackhood, pro black all of that says black woman. That's mom. it. And <laughs> that's because at the end of the day, that's how I identify. Now, if that offends anybody, I'm sorry. We'll be back. No, next. I didn't even say I'm sorry. You notice I just went dead air, dead silent. Right. Like, like I'm, I'm not, not apologizing. My thing is like, just come back another week when we're talking about that's something different. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You know, because at the end of the day, we're raising black babies, black boys, and, and black, black girls, girls, and we come with a different set, a different perspective. Now that doesn't mean I won't, you know have discussions or befriend people who are allies to my struggle but don't get it twisted my struggle is very unique being an ados adult descendant of slaves yes um so i think for kaepernick to stand his ground and say no you will not dictate how i pursue you know i thought it was absolutely awesome but speaking to that i saw a post where someone is like oh why would you want to go back to work in a league where they don't want you I think it's a little bit different. It's not like Kaepernick was fighting to go sit back at a cubicle and be a telephone communicator. I mean, right. we're talking about this man's whole profession, his career, something he loved. And and something that, like, for, for a lot of people that play professional sports, their love of sports didn't happen when they came into the league. Right. They've been this playing these sports since they were children. This is your lifelong dream. dream. And so who's to tell you can't pursue your lifelong dream? Right now, what I can say, though, is I, I understood the sentiment because it's like, it. why would you want, why am I fighting so hard to be included in a space that does not recognize my greatness and does not want me? And I totally understand that. Because but here's the problem. We don't have enough, again, of our own who, I'm sorry. There's no other space. There's no other space. And I feel like the moment he was denied access based on some fluffed up charges that you know the powers that be created right the entirely everybody with a ounce of melanin in their skin should have followed him right on out of that league and created their own i'm what sorry what i don't what i think that we're missing without is the players there's no team that true enough <laughs> and most of the team members are um african-american they yes are black. that's my point but we're missing the point about systematic racism. There oh, yes. are people who yes. have the money that it takes to do that. Oh, definitely. But when you're when you're blocked through bureaucratic channels, oh yeah, from it would have been a that, whole systemic change. And I'm pretty sure that some of them actually tried, and when they found out that they couldn't do it, that's when because they were they were like, oh, let's become owners, but, but let's, let's own a team. Yeah, there are no black owners. I know. Here's the thing about systemic racism. It, it, it is a thing. It, it is it's a, a thing. big thing. It's been a thing since, you know, since Columbus sailed the ocean blue in fourteen hundred and ninety. And in this case it's institutional <laughs> racism. Yes. But here's here's my issue. There is always going to be systemic racism True. until we create systems. Our own systems. So I you cannot for once get me to believe that had 
you know, because people talk shit about Jay-Z and what he did trying to get a, you know, or he didn't try. He got a seat at the table, which I don't have any opinions on that because, again, there's no other system. So I actually respect Jay-Z's power play to go sit in and create a space. Now, here's my issue, though. He's not, there are more than one Jay-Z. You, you mean to tell me with all of the economic power that we have as a people, we can't create our own systems? Like, I'm, I'm getting a little well, tired see, of buying the thing. It. When you think about it like this, when there was talks about um, the opportunity to purchase a team. Um, but we're not, Puffy, but that's, I'm no, talking about but, a bigger issue. No, 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 I know, but Puff Daddy, Kaepernick, everybody was like, we'll put up money to purchase this team. Right. I, I'm, I don't know, so somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe because of that, it was blocked. Now, Jay-Z getting into the league with Roger Goodell was the fact that he knew somebody else. And this person had assisted him in getting Meek Mill out of jail. Yep. And so he said, you know, we've been instruments. We work well together. You know, yo, let me get a meeting with Roger Goodell in the NFL and blah, blah, blah. So he, this white man, introduced Jay-Z to the other white man. Right. That's how he got in there. That's how a lot so of us. That's get how in a lot of people, a lot of us get in there. <laughs> Listen, I'm not mad and at I'm it. not mad at that. I'm, I'm not, not mad. mad I'm it. totally on a wait and see what's going to happen with Jay Z having the ability to be a part of the whole, um, be in the NFL and be a part of that system yeah. and be able to infiltrate the system and to see how it's going to end up. So I don't have anything bad to say and about even that. Even if, even if he's doing it for, because like, he well, he's doing it for selfish reasons. Are you mad at this man for trying to secure his legacy? That man got a whole life and three kids. That's something else. It's kind of like... (laughs) Thank you. That's another problem. So we can't have it both ways, right? In our community. And this talks, again, to our conversation. We're kind of going all over the place, but it all circles back around to speaking to who determines our self-worth. Either we're going to be communal or we're going to be individualistic. I mean, but at the but end of the day, we're not getting anywhere individualistic. We're not getting anywhere individualistic, but you can't be mad at those who choose the individualistic route when communally we cannot seem to get on one accord. So you're going to sit around waiting for the kumbaya moment, or are you going to capitalize on the opportunities to feed your family? My kids got to eat, bro. Bro, yeah, we all got to eat. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I'm Hashtag going to. Wage. Man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm all for systemic change, community alignment. I want all of that yes but until y'all fall in line and we can all be on the same accord my kids gotta eat and my kids 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 need to be and see the set in stone as well that's where it comes for me the bigger picture of who determines your worth it's not just you individually right um but i do think that it makes a big difference individually but also who determines our worth as african-americans why are you letting other people dictate your value why are you saying somebody's fighting for their own rights and you tell them oh you should go sit down somewhere why are you over here bothering right. these white folks they gave you what they gave you you should have just took it and flipped it or went somewhere else like uh no i should just like other people are have the right to go and sue when they feel like there's been unfair treatment or discrimination mm-hmm. i have that same right so here's the thing as african-americans we sit in a very precarious space in the world in the world um we are in essence we have no communal identity right um we have no i heard a quote and it always sticks with me it says to be african-american is to be african was like african without a home and american without a 
with like no representation. I have to look. That I understand quote what up. you're saying because that's but why they. I think they say that's why there's part of the reason why we can't get reparations is because African American is not like an actual ethnicity. You have right. no. We have no clan. Flag. We, we have, have no, no flag. clan. We have because no we, we to... have no clan. We have no. I mean, we are all the descendants of slaves. We can trace our roots back to the continent of Africa, but. It's almost like being bastardized children right. who are orphans. Right. <laughs> Africa is our mama. Mm-hmm. We were stolen from her. America is our daddy, and he don't want us. So at the end of the day, I say and that to say, well, Africa, in some respects, don't want us sometimes either. It will. And not, you know, I, I said not all the time, just sometimes. And I actually, I, I when y'all I be out there acting the fool. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. And, they, and they don't want us, but if we come back, I think they would. Because at the end of the day, it boils down to mindset. And so when we talk about why we can't get ahead as a people. Um, I think we definitely need to to acknowledge the role that mindset plays in our inability to be cohesive together. But absolutely, here's the thing, and people hate when you talk about slavery, but let's face it, the biggest detriment slavery played on the mindset of African Americans is the infighting, the indwelling, um, you know, the the psychological warfare. And mm-hmm. if you think about everything you learn. It's passed passed down generationally. Yeah. So for people to say like, oh, those are the generational curses. Curse. Those really are the generational curses. And people hate to talk about this. And yes, you do have to acknowledge that. You know, it's hard to acknowledge the elephant in the room. I don't. I, for some people, not for, some for people. me, not yeah, for me, for but some for some people, people it because is. Because what I really hate is for people, especially black people now, and I totally get it because I do believe that. Oh, well, you can't blame what happened in the past. Everybody now has the ability to bring themselves up, which is true. We've always had that ability. We've always though. had that ability, but we have to acknowledge and be able to work to change the mindset and not breathe that in our children. Yeah, because it's a place of trauma. And so when you have a trauma... Uh, and trauma is passed down. And trauma, you adapt. And now it. it's, there are studies that show that biology, trauma is passed down biologically. Yeah, because your body adapts. Yeah, so, and when that you, traumatic you know, incident. bang, bang, ski, ski, these little babies is running around with trauma bonds in their DNA. We're only, what, 400 years removed from slavery? Yeah, and so, like, when people were all, like, on Kanye talking about what slavery was a choice. It was, I've said that before, and people got hella pressed. But, and I say that not to see, negate what my ancestors went through. The thing about, but my, it's, mindset. Choice, it's a mindset, it's, it's mindset, it is a mindset. Those <laughs> who, are, who, like, escaped and who went to freedom or who were free dif- definitely have a different mindset for the ones who were enslaved. Was it a choice? Yes. Am I glad that they took the choice? Partially because some of, we wouldn't be we here. We wouldn't be here. Had and, they and not then, made that see, choice. But see, here's the thing, and that's, we're we going to talk about confusion in a different time, in a different segment. Because the same people that hated Kanye for saying that were clapping at uh, Killmonger when he said, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who chose so to, ju- so it's like, that was the choice. Mira, mira, listen. Linda, you're not listening to me. me. (laughs) It all goes back to choices. And we're not saying that it was an easy choice, but it was... it It was the choice that they made. We're not saying that. Oprah Winfrey and the movie Beloved, that was based on a true story. A slave who chose... She said, you know what? I am not going to have my baby raised in bondage. She chose to take that baby out. Do you hear me? Before that baby could, could grow up and be in bondage. Right. Again, her choice. Not saying that... That, that you know it wasn't a difficult choice living in slavery was a difficult choice choosing to fight and uprise against it was a difficult choice so choose your heart, choose your heart. 
But see, my thing, this is what I've noticed with, uh, like, with the whole Kaepernick thing. I've What I've continuously heard from people is that he should just do what they wanted him to do. Why? That's this because man's life. they feel like you got to play because the game. Because they had work somewhere placating their You got to play the game to get, you know, you got to play the game to get into the game. This is their thought process. But here's the thing. If he these people the wanted him... It wouldn't have taken this long for them to give him a workout. But here's the thing. and this They is don't what, want him. This is what the same people who say that play the game to get in the game. Sometimes you get in the game, play the game, and you don't like the fucking rules. So you choose to get out and see if you can change the rules. So, and I, I you know what? I really, complacent people make me, they make my ass itch, as my grandmama would say. But I just don't understand why you don't <laughs> because, think you deserve to set a price. Okay, so case in point, right now I'm working um, temp jobs, right? Okay. And so, you know, I know before I'm working my businesses, getting my license, doing a bunch of license to be a life um, insurance producer, doing a bunch of different things. But I was like, okay, I need to make some money now. So I went to a tape agency. They saw my resume. They're like, you have a great resume. We, you know, we want to float you to a couple of job opportunities. They presented me with a job opportunity. It was a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't work full-time. Yeah, no, that ain't, that's not, that's not going to work for me. Right. Now, could I work full-time? Yes. Yes. But I take my kids to school. I pick my kids up from school every day. Working full-time job, I would not not be able to to do that. It's not conducive to my lifestyle. So I said, here are my terms. Mm -hmm. And some people probably thought you were crazy. They, everybody thought I was crazy. you're going to a tip. But see, that speaks to, again, what people believe your worth is and what they believe you should believe your worth is. Right, everybody was like, how are you going to demand a certain schedule, a certain pay, and that these people did you, are Did you not get the schedule? And the, I got the okay, schedule and the you. pay that I wanted. Thank you. Because as not wanting that. And that's what other cultures and that's what other people are, are taught. Because, and again, this goes back to when we talk about being cohesive and having a sense of community and valuing yourself, valuing your community and, and just the assets that we have. Do we hear Koreans? Do we hear the Chinese? The Jewish, do we hear them sitting around with some of these arguments and complaints that we have? They're not represented in Congress. They ain't represented, like, because at the end of the day, it's all about economics and self-sufficiency. They value themselves. They value their work. They value their community. And they act on one accord. And they work together. And they work together. They help each other start businesses. They put money into a fund. Because they what? Value. And because they also know. Economic self-sufficiency. And they also know (laughs) the power of ownership. Thank you. But we get mad at Kaepernick because he's trying to set his job at his own. He's trying to set at his own What works for his lifestyle and his terms. Let's face it. He knows without players, there is no league. Without players, there is no league. And you got teams out here sucking, man. The Bears need a quarterback. <laughs> I don't watch football. I don't watch football. The way it I either. hear my dad screaming at exactly. the TV. Exactly. The yeah. way my woman, oh, <laughs> they lost. They could. They have, the record is but you terrible. Know what? So they need somebody. So he's needed. They just refuse to give him a job. So now that we've talked about, how, like, why people place value on what they place value on and how that's created. I think the bigger issue is how do we change that? And one thing I fight for as a parent is to break those um, those trauma bonds yeah. that were present in my life and not push it onto my children. I had a conversation today with some of the girls at work because I want to travel with my children. 
I recognized that like last year, I think I kept them out of school two days for one of our trips. They're going to reconfigure the calendar this year to account for the teacher strike, which means one of my trips, my children may miss two days of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? It kind of sucks, but I don't place that much value to be honest on their attendance and their grades. And let me tell you why, because their education is not conducive to their knowledge. It's not conducive to how smart they are and how far they're going to go in life. Do they need to graduate and get past school? Yeah. But am I one of those parents who is a stickler for you got to get straight age? No, no, because I believe there's more learning to be done out in the world and learning, you know, being world travelers than there is to being stuck in a classroom where, you know, they're not giving these kids the freedom to kind of express themselves and be themselves. So again, was I raised like that? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got to high school, my, me and my mother kind of had an agreement. Like, okay, as long as your grades don't dip, if you wake up and don't feel like going to school, don't go. So, eh, I didn't go. <laughs> I have been, I've learned this while in school, that school is about regurgitation and perseverance. That's it. It's and not really yes. about what you're learning because there are things that you can learn outside of school that will help you be successful in life. And so my thing is just like, do be your best, be your best. Yeah. Self, do your and best. like I teach my son, I say, you know what, what school does teach you though is discipline because whether you want to be a circus clown, you want to be the next Steve Irwin, black Steve Irwin, or you want to, you know, go prayerfully not push a clock from nine to five every day. Like I'm doing right now temporarily, it teaches you discipline. Yeah. So no matter what you want to do in life, you're going to have to be disciplined because one thing I don't want my children to do. And again, it goes back to value. We were taught in order to be somebody, you needed to have a good job, have a college education. Yes. And that, I think, is very problematic. It's Well, because what... For what, our people. What I've learned, it's problematic for every person, but it's problematic for our people especially. Because now, even if I have conversations with my mother, I was just talking to her about a potential business opportunity. And she was like, oh, it just seems like too much work. And then we talked about another business opportunity and she was like, well, yeah, I was, you know, when you make some money with that, I'll believe it. And I was, I had to go back and say, you know what, of course, I don't expect for you who worked 30 years at a particular company until they pushed you out to understand me not wanting that to be Not my wanting life. to do that. Right? Not wanting to be here to, because I, like I tell everybody, I tell my kids all the time, I have hire people and fire people, but I have been fired, laid off, and quit myself. Yes. So I know that I can't rely on a job to be my sole support. But people think, a lot of people think that just because you're employable, that that's oh, valuable. Oh, shit, I'm super that employable. Shit that ain't valuable still, to me. Listen. I still didn't work for a whole <laughs> year and a half. And I'm like I said, I took my resume to this temp agency. They got me a job in a week. It's not that I was not employable. Right. Hell, I've interviewed on Thursday and started on Monday. Well, I'm know, super employable. I just didn't want to have to be beholden to working for somebody else. And again, it speaks to the value you place on your time and how you choose to dictate how you spend your time. And it's funny because I've had people look at me like I was crazy because I have no loyalty to a job. I've really never kept a job more than two years. Why? Because when I get bored, it's time, it's time to go. Like I'm moving <laughs> on. 
<laughs> to the next opportunity. And it's like, why? These jobs are not loyal to us. No, and you just deserve more than that. Uh, and I have to tell my and kids. And now I'm finally past the employee mindset where I'm realizing that I'm tired of trading my time for money. When it's just I'm, another stream of income it's for a, me. That's it. It's a stream of income until I can get to the point where I'm no longer trading my time for money and I'm working on other things. But I think that, again, it, it's, it starts with value. Yeah. I value my stuff myself enough to realize that I don't want to be working for someone for the next because I looked at my retirement statement and I'm scheduled to retire in 20 years so in 20 like I don't want to work for the next 20 years I, I mean yeah that, that's, that's, that goes back to I think I posted a meme where it was like well what's your dream job and it's like in my, in my dreams I don't, I don't work, work. Hey, <laughs> I dream. don't work when I wrote down my dreams and vision for 2020, none of it said work. And I think that we, we have to do better teaching our children to value themselves, especially little girls. And our little boys, too. I yeah, think little I think boys are have, not have, exempt. I have the same conversation with both of them. And I understand, like, okay, you think about it in this way. I live on the west side of Chicago. I live in the Austin neighborhood. Um, it's one of the most impoverished and violent neighborhoods. Yeah, However, I'm not coming up close. We we close behind in Londale, so um, I tell my kids that just because you don't see people out here in this world on the street feeling like they deserve more, you still deserve more. And one of the things that I learned, so I did a speaking engagement over the weekend, and I had to tell them is that we it there's no longer a do as I say, not as I do. I have to be their role model. They're looking to me yeah. to be the person that's successful. So if I got to bust my ass, stay up all night, go to meetings, be out to, to midnight in order to bring success to the table so that they can see someone being successful, that's what I'm going to do. I am their role model. I'm going to show. Yeah. I can talk about how much you deserve, but if I don't model right. <laughs> worth, value, right. and the fact that I deserve more, all of that can go out the window. Yeah, and I then think, they're going to be the ones having to break the generational curses because I couldn't fight through the barriers. And that's exactly what it is. You have to be willing to fight when you're. But I think being willing to fight comes with having a sense of self worth, and to being uncomfortable. Like I, I was just uncomfortable. Like yeah. you start to the gnawing in your spirit, in your soul, in your body is your. It's that's telling that you fight. you're uncomfortable. That's, that, that's the fight. You gotta, that's the fight. You got to take hold of that uncomfortable feeling and push through. You do. And I think that's in everything, in how we model relationships, how we model success. We have to show these children that there is more than just their immediate surroundings. Because at the end of the day, you're right. Children don't, they respond to what they see. You could tell them all day long, value yourself. But if you're not modeling success and what that looks like, you might as well be you. You Charlie Brown's teacher at that point. Wah, 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 wah. You know, so pretty much because they like, girl, what are you talking about? Because I talk, I've been talking to uh, my daughter about relationships and creating authentic relationships and not like boxing yourself into one thing and only doing one thing because that's what I did. You know, I was like, ooh, I love this person. I'm just gonna be with this person. You know, we fast forward to, what, 15 years later, and I don't even know where that person is. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about it is, you, I realized that in order to talk about relationships with her, and I have to mirror that. I have to put myself out there. I have And be to, transparent. Like, yeah. like it, it, you have to tell them, look, here's the thing. I fucked up. 
Uh, that's part of growing pains because your prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex is not even fully developed until 25. So you're going to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the key is to learn from that and not never feel stuck because that's one thing that I hope my children learn from me is that I'm great at reinventing myself. Yes. I've done it several times throughout life. Probably will do it several more times. Exactly. And it's okay because that's what life is about. Yes. I mean, we're not we don't we're not meant to be stagnant creatures. Yeah. Um there are plenty of people out there who stagnant. Let's face it, we know about them complaining about their job, their life. I I don't, you know, everything. Every complain the about wind oh blew. the wind blew. It blew from the southeast <laughs> and not the northwest. And, how, and it was cold and, and listen, You know, so instead of having a spirit of complacency and complaint, how about having a spirit of gratitude? attitude for the fact that we can always change and, and just yeah. you know do something different because i did that today i was in the car like oh my god i've been having to drink coffee oh my god i gotta drive all the way out of this place and then i was like okay god i just needed that one minute thank you for the ability to make money <laughs> i just i just needed one minute i just, just needed one minute to get it off my spirit and now that i'm back thank that's you it. for the we opportunity am, to make more money but that's the key <laughs> that is the key right there to be able to immediately refrain that and, and place value and that's the theme of today's podcast be able to place value on the things that we do have because let's face it yes you have to want more i mean we you, you want more into even if i think even I bill think, gates and think, warren I buffett think, never stop they evolving. said bill gates just became like the wealthiest person ever <laughs> something like that because he surpassed the waltons in his net worth did he yes okay so like you never stop like reinventing yourself you never stop shooting for more better and wanting and more. to be better and everything like that. But um I just feel like start. Like we when we first started this podcast, it was like start before you're ready. Just start. Like because I see so many people that say they want to do better and complain about it. And I'm like, well, really? Yeah, I think you actually, do you really? But you believe them, no. I believe they just no, don't smoke up their ass. I don't I believe. Really Here's like, the thing. Do you really? Because right now, I'm about to mute your ass because I cannot. <laughs> I'm not going to watch you day after day talk about how you want to do actually, better. Actually, I do mute those people because that is part of consumption. So just like you eat junk food and it's bad for you, when you consume toxic material on social yeah. media, it's the same idea. You what, what we the, consume is everything from what we see to what Lord, we eat to what we hear. The Lord has been muting those for people for me. I ain't even have to press the button <laughs> on there because I one day I'm just like, I close it like I cannot deal with you. Now you, see, you and then I don't see them in my news yeah, feed And my day. timeline, and not only my social media, but my timeline and my my network is now becoming full of people who are forcing me to elevate yeah because what i'm noticing is they they going to get it whereas they i'm like oh my it. god i went to work today i'm like, oh sad but then it was like that they're doing and they're yes. like why you not doing more why you not right <laughs> why you not doing more they're forcing us to be more productive not just busy but productive and that's a good thing and it, to change our mindset change the mindset even though you know me i'm gonna go kicking and screaming into that good night because i do shit on my own time and that's fine you know, yeah, that's... but my thing is like you're gonna do more. On, I think it's it's elevates you to do more it on your own you. time, and you can never do enough. Like people are, is, I had someone tell me that like she was like, "Oh my god, you inspire me because you're always into something," and I was like, "Oh, thank you." And I thought about like, "Well, damn, I am always, I am always into something." I, and you never know who's watching you. Yeah, and the thing is like, I'm always into something because why not? Like I don't have a spirit of fear. Right. I'm like, I, I might have a little intrepidation. I, I'm only human. So there are some things where I'm just like, ooh, I'm not sure. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. What's the worst that could happen? I got to start over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's not going to kill me, like bungee jumping, I ain't with that shit. But other than that, I'm surprised. I'm really, I'm afraid of heights. I don't. The fuck you have me do zip lining? 
Yeah, but that's higher. Those are higher heights. So there's levels to heights. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> it's levels to heights. I'm, 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 you know. Yeah, it's levels it's to heights. It's zip lining heights. That's what and they call it, heights. Is it like heights? Elevation. Bungee. I ain't elevated to yet. So, you know. Levels to this you shit. don't say. And, but that's, but yes. other than but, bungee jumping, I have no yes. fear when it comes to a lot of This things. year, I had like a list of goals and everything like that. And one of them was, uh, when I was laid off from my last job, I went on informational interviews. And one of the people was like, you have to build a board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody that I is in our like um, group and everything, um, Jerice Eden's like she calls it her tribe. So you know either either one you want to call it, you either build your board of directors or build your tribe. And I decided that I needed a boost to my network because mm-hmm. I kept hearing you keep hearing your network determines your, your net, net worth. worth. Yeah. And so I was like, I love y'all, but we ain't making no money. I need to make money. I want to make a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. So I need to hang out with millionaires. With millionaires. Yeah. So I took a plunge and joined uh, an agency that had millionaires in it. People yeah. making six figures. And I was like, because I feel like the um, that it was worth the, the cost of the network. Yeah. Yes. Um, and when you think about it, that's what people are doing when they pay for business coaches. Yeah. That's what people are doing when they pay for business strategists. Yeah. That's what they're doing when they're t- paying for coffee or taking coffee with somebody who's doing well in business. That's what you're paying for when you go to all these seminars and workshops with so-and-so yeah. speaking. You're paying. And that's what you're doing. And most the problem with that is and most people stop there. They don't implement. Right. And you know what I'm learning? And this is something we definitely going to touch on. Everyone say, write it down. Make a list. Write it down. That shit don't work for me. Here's the thing. <laughs> I do everything. Vision, I have a vision board in my bedroom right now on the wall. My kids have vision boards on their bedroom walls. I, you know, I've written down. Now, my gratitude list, mm-hmm. I do need to get back to that. Every yeah. night before I went to bed, I would write yeah. down 10 things I was grateful for. And on a tough day, it'd be like, uh, I'm grateful for the dog. The turtle was real cute. Uh, <laughs> I made it through the day. I made it through the day. Yeah. I ain't choked nobody. Hey, so, that's so what But I need to get back to that. But other than that, I, writing stuff down for me. See, I'm more of a. I have a vision, like a digital vision board on my. Um, I phone. internalize. I uh, I write down stuff in like notebooks. I have so many notebooks. I can't even. I'm really looking for a notebook that I had that I can't even find. But that's um, my point. I feel like what I need to do what works for you. What worked for me is not is actually saying it out loud. So when I did my speaking engagement over the weekend, it was my first speaking engagement. I never told a soul that I wanted to speak. I said it out loud in my mirror in my bathroom. And then you had a speaking again. Look at God. So shit about a hundred. There you go. Won't he do it? Won't yes, he will. will. So when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, huh? Say what? <laughs> okay, cool. All right. For real, you you okay, bet. Alright, I'll do it. And then when I spoke to the lady who mention my name so when they talk about like your yes. name will be mentioned, mentioned in, in rooms room. that yep. you haven't even set foot into she was like you can do it i've seen i've seen you elevate yourself in the worst times of your life in the last year mm. so if you can pull yourself through that 
you can speak to other people about how you did it. I think that's awesome. Right. It's going to make, I'm getting teary eyed. Like, but yes, that was kind of and like what happened. Yeah. So it wasn't me saying like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to put yes. me on, put me on. Oh, come have coffee. Me, me, put me on, put me on. It was just me speaking doing it. the work and, that, and speaking it out loud. And that is because you, and I see it. I see it in you and I see it in you and I'm so proud. I see it in you. You're beginning to value yourself more. We've known each other since 1995. Since we was babies. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, seeing you now come into your own and begin to value yourself. Like, I'm proud of you. That's something that I was waiting for this day. You know what I'm saying? Shit, like, I've, too. I've, <laughs> I've seen times when as your friend, it's like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to stick it out with you. But, but girl, you, you clearly didn't value together. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And we've had them tough conversations because, you know, I ain't that friend that's just going to sit back and let the shit, I'm going to see it and not smell it and tell you I smell it. No. The shit stank. I don't like it. We gonna have, I'm going to help you clean it, but you got to fix it. So, you know, yeah. now to see you kind of come into, and we've both been through some shit, you know, but I, I, I definitely am proud of you now coming into your own. And I, I think that that is a great way to, to end this segment today because, and we're, we're going to continue this topic yeah. though, because how because did I, you get I, to that point? I credit the shit that I've been through, even though it was some shit, but I credit the shit that I've been through because it has made me the person that I am right now. Yes. So... Could I have gotten through the shit sooner? Absolutely, man. But you know what? <laughs> Everybody comes to it on their Everybody own time. Come, and what I yeah. need to do is my, my issue is that I don't give myself the grace that I need to. I don't congratulate myself. You have so to. I will say that part of understanding your that what you deserve and valuing yourself is that give yourself some grace, congratulate yourself, love yourself. For all the steps, even the small ones. Even the tiny even, ones. I think like, sometimes I got out of bed think, today. I just think sometimes we're like, oh, well, once I get here, I'll I'll be congratulating myself. No, Mm-mm. every little bitty step. And do it because you need to do it for yourself. But also know that you're inspiring someone else. Yeah. So just value yourself because you're inspiring somebody else to value yourself. What whether you agree with Monique or not, she's inspiring somebody else who's been discriminated against to say she you know inspired what? me. And, I and, deserve more. Yeah, because at the end of the day, she like fuck y'all, I, and and like real talk, and to be quite and frank about it, and give me my things, <laughs> and you know what, give me things that I believe I deserve, and we are gonna let a third party figure it out. And I think that that's something that as women, black women, we have to do more of. And for me, I don't care whether she wins or loses. Honestly, it doesn't matter anything. I'm just inspired by the fact. That she is willing to take on the machine. Yeah, and to put herself out there and stand yeah. in her own corner. Every day, and this, I ask my kids every day, because I don't listen to radio, I don't watch TV and shit, but every day I play um, Encourage Yourself by the Tri-City Singers. I so I think people need to Google it. It's an old school gospel song, but sometimes you have to just sometimes encourage yourself. That Those are the lyrics. Today I was on my Kanye Selah kick. I'm sorry, that new Kanye, Jesus is King, Selah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Girl, when I tell you I had the radio on 30. I should probably listen to it tomorrow. I've been listening to the read during at Cause work. Cause he another one. I'm I listen to the read at work. I love Crystal and Kid Fury. But today they was talking about niggas and assholes and shit like that. And I forgot where I was. And I was like, this is probably inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for earbuds. Cause I be at work. Man. But uh, speaking of inappropriate, the holidays are upon us. Yes. So our, well, we're not going to talk much about it today because we've already been ranting for 42 minutes and 37, 38, 39 seconds. Um, but yeah, the holidays are upon us. Get through that shit the best way y'all can. Debunk all traditions. I'm, I'm not a firm believer oh. in just because something's a tradition, you got to do it. So you hate I, your family? Don't go. 
So I do <laughs> listen to the radio. I listen to the radio, um, and I listen to WGCI in the morning. And today's, um, they do like I forget what it's called, but like love them or leave them type of letter or whatever. Okay. And today's was this lady who said she was gonna charge her family ten dollars per plate to come over for Thanksgiving. I don't blame them. She I like, watched my grandmama cook Thanksgiving dinner for umpteen years, and she did it because she loved it, but it was draining it, emotionally, physically. But for her, she loved it. But now as an adult, to start cooking on a Monday for right. a dinner, a two-hour dinner on a Thursday, Where that was a hell of love for her family. And the cost of that. Right, you know how much a she, bucket of chitlins cost? But that's what I, I, I try not to because I don't eat that. I don't but, eat it either. I, but I know all I know the red buckets trigger me. It's like 20 I'm in just there. like, we are not slaves anymore. Why are we eating this slave Just no. You then, see how everything comes full, full circle. circle. So anyway, but no, I don't blame her. She should she should charge. If she's not going to have a potluck, then yeah, charge. Well, Because they were like, why don't you just have people bring a dish? She don't want to eat that nasty food. <laughs> and she said she has tried, but they won't. So or they I'm, bring ice. My nigga. I'm gonna bring plates <laughs> and napkins. Where we gonna <laughs> eat your ice on the plate and that feels like what else are you gonna do? Right. So she was like, I got the biggest house and all this other stuff. I'm gonna charge ten dollars. And I was just like, I'm for it. Now we um this year, last year we went to my aunt's house and we had to all bring something. Okay. And when you do bring something, you do run the risk of people bringing stuff that you might not like. But anyway, uh <laughs> so that's hard. I would just rather just send See, some money. I, I, I would have, rather si- yes. send money to the person and say, And don't what do you- tell me you're going to bring it. I need you to Zelle Cash app. Right. You better listen. I will send. Because, listen, I go out for pizza. I go Yeah, to, I don't think that. And this is not. I go for Chinese And we food. don't have big I mamas. I go out to eat. Yeah, we don't have big mamas like we used to. Because, again, my grandmother would cook. And the table would. We had an old school table where you could let it out. Yeah, so the table the got leaf, bigger. Put the leaf one, in it. Yeah. And, you know, the whole table would be filled with food. And she did it with love. And my family. Like my grandmother has passed, my uncle has passed. Our family is so small now. So a couple years, like we order, uh, what's that place? Honey baked ham. Honey, well, we always do that, but honey baked ham, <laughs> Boston Market. Like oh, we'll yeah, yeah. order because we're beginning to realize we need to make our own traditions. And so this year, my cousin called me. She's out of town. Her and her wife are coming in, and they were like, "Listen, shit, you want to go out to eat? We can go out to eat for Thanksgiving. Cool." So I'm trying to figure out a restaurant. We might go bowling. Like you can. Nowadays there are no traditions. You, do what you want to do. Yeah, we're we're having people. Come I was talking over. to a widow, a um girl we went to high school with, who's a widow, a young widow, very mm-hmm. young widow, and she was saying that for her, um, they travel. So people who've lost loved ones travel a lot for the holidays because they don't want to be at home. And I've done all of that. I've done people at our house. We're doing people at our house this year again. I went to somebody else's house. I've traveled for Thanksgiving and went somewhere else and just was like, I don't have to do nothing because I'm a guest. You know, that was the best one. The best one is to Not go somewhere Not for the somewhere host, else. I'm sure. No, but they potluck. <laughs> okay. They potluck down there. Okay. And it's big because it's like... Uh, a bunch of families and yeah. relatives get together and everybody brings Friends a Friendsgiving is a big one now. Yeah, so We're going to staycation. Yeah, we are because I need Bro, to I'm get away to from everybody. Don't talk to me. I'm Who said you. I was going to talk to you? I Do you know, know how? But I am looking forward to this. If anything I got my happens, polar bear onesie and a bottle of wine. If anything happens to make it not happen, I'm being a quarter like... <laughs> no, the room is already reserved. We're going to staycation. I got Uno cars on deck and... Fire stick. That's it. Because I contemplated running away last week. You did. So, I had to, like, like, serious. Real you in. You <laughs> I was like, on the expressway. Shit, I'm out of here. Like, uh, 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 you kids? Hello? I was, I was on the expressway. Like, I could just, just keep going. 
And then I, I, I had to look at my bank account, and I was like, like okay, uh, uh, yeah. so all you going to be able to really do is get to the next town over. <laughs> so you might as well just go ahead yeah, and just yeah, keep yeah, the pimping, pimping. So, and then who's going to raise my kids? Not I. Listen. Can I, uh, what is it? Can I turn in this? I can, I'm turning in my God mommy card. I can't. Not, mm <laughs> no ma'am. And my mother was like, "We would have put out an APB for you because that's uh, it. Yeah, I got friends in high places. You forget, I got a cousin. We got government ties, not local, but federal, federal ties. I have been, her license plate number is. <laughs> I don't even know my <laughs> license plate number. <laughs> but really, uh, the holidays are coming. Do what you need to do to survive. Take care of yourself. Um, get some alone time. Take a bubble bath. Read a book. Uh, I've been recommending, uh, somebody recommended to me Gabrielle Union's book, We're Gonna Need More Wine. I, I listened to, to it on Audible. Um, and I Does just she read it? it? Yes. Nice. I only like books on Audible where the person who wrote the book reads it. No, I've been reading a lot of sci-fi stuff. I don't, I mean, I like it when they read it because it just works better for me. Mm. Especially when the person, when it's a book about their life. So, like. I don't want to read Gabrielle's Union's book about her life and some white Random chick person. was saying it. It wouldn't have the same meaning. Yeah, so. that's true. But do, I mean, more of the story. Do what makes you happy, guys. Thank you all for listening. And yeah. place value on yourself. Don't let anybody tell you your worth. And like, oh, yeah, because I, what I did, one of the things uh, I told people is if you have to change your circle... So like whether like you were saying whether they're friends, family, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not telling you to just dump your friends. Dump I'm them. Do, I am. I'm not telling you to dump your friends. That's Leanne is saying don't dump them. Danica is what saying do whatever I'm to do save you your sanity. What I'm telling you to do is change your association with people. Dump them. That's that's a nice way of saying dump them. Uh, yeah. Dump maybe. Them. Yeah, don't, yeah and it's okay. Do, why do with we, them. Oh, that's next episode. We got to hold, hold on to things that people who no longer serve us. And I'm not that's saying true. be vindictive or spiteful when you dump them, but it's perfectly okay to determine your life's boundaries and say, you know what? This friendship, I have outgrown it. I love you, but now it's time for me to move on. Yeah, people get mad about that. I've done that with a couple folks. And you ain't even got to say it. Like, they know. I y'all said ain't. <laughs> because I've said it to a bunch of men in life, but that's a different story. Because that's so, just who I am. Like, uh, I don't do one no, side of just, I mean, because it, it just kind of starts, God. when you start to drift or you don't talk to people, it's okay to just not, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not fucking to the light, Caroline. Yeah, head to the light. But anyway, <laughs> thank y'all for listening. We've gone off on listening. 35 tangents. And but I hope you know. got the, the, the point of today is value yourself. Whether we talk about tips for the holidays, whether we're talking about what you deserve is value yourself. Place value on yourself. Nobody has to agree. That's one thing I've learned. Nobody else has to agree with you. Mm-mm. The value you place on your life, nobody else has to agree with Matter of fact, you. when you want them to agree with you, I mean, you don't value your own damn opinion. Exactly. So <laughs> place the value that you feel you deserve on your own life and move accordingly. That's it. Peace.